Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Sustainability Warriors. And today we have a very special guest with us. Hi, it's Danielle. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Do you want to introduce um, yourself? Yeah. Yes. Um, so uh, my name is Danielle. I work here at St. Ambrose University. I work in residence life with second year students. Um, I also I am also attending school, so I'm in the Masters of Public Health program um, in my second year part time. So next May 2023 is when I will graduate. It's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, we're very excited to have you on today because we're going to talk about environmental racism, which is not a fun topic, <laughs> but it's are. an important topic yes. to talk about. It's, I feel like it's also a topic that not many people really know. Mm -hmm. It's a thing because you're like, if you think about it, like environmental racism, like how can the environment be racist to you? Right. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, you're like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But then it's like when you really look at it, it, it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me. One time I got in an Instagram fight with somebody. What? <laughs> I, An Instagram yeah, fight? Like two years ago. This is where you win fights with someone. <laughs> like a keyboard warrior. Yeah. I, I like put something on my Instagram story about environmental racism. And someone like swiped up on it and started like going off about it. But like it wasn't even about that. And I was just like. Okay, you're wrong. <laughs> was it an Amber student? No, it was not. I was like, who was it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say, but not, you guys wouldn't know how it is. But it was, really, it was really funny. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so wrong. But yeah, so <laughs> you're wrong. That was like someone, I've never had someone like argue with me about that, about like stuff like that on Instagram yeah. before. So it was, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, people usually just unfollow me. I <laughs> like, don't agree with me. Well, I just don't post at all. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So we have some fun questions to ask you yes. since you're our guest. So the first one <laughs> is we have to ask everyone, what's your favorite bathroom on campus? Um, so fun fact, I live on campus. Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so my favorite bathroom is my bathroom in my apartment. <laughs> oh. And I will walk all the way home to use my bathroom. Are you serious? Oh I am not even What's so special about it? It's my bathroom. <laughs> That's awesome. I do not like public restrooms. I will use a public restroom if it's like, so if I'm in a meeting and I like need to be in the meeting, I'll yeah. like, okay, fine. I'll just run over. But if I can like walk the 10 minutes, it's not even 10 minutes, yeah. but like yeah. the time that it takes me to go to my apartment and then go back to my office, I will definitely do that rain, snow or shine. Like I will do that walk and I hate the cold. <laughs> so I will definitely <laughs> sacrifice. Oh yeah. Cause you're from like California. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're, wait, where in California? Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> so you're like, I hate this weather. <laughs> yes. Every, and honestly, I didn't. I loved the snow when mm -hmm. I was little. I'm uh -huh. like, oh my goodness, this is so great. And when I was in California, I'm like, I'm tired of it. Always, like, changing weather. Like, one, you wake up, it's, like, really cold. Then by, like, noon, it's sunny. And then by oh. the afternoon, it's fall weather. And I'm like, this is ugly. I hate it. I want to get out <laughs> of here. Ugly. And then I came here, and then I got a car, and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> get me out of here with my car. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of the snow yeah especially like the first time it snows in a while Ugh. and that no one can drive yes because i forget I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst that's a great answer i love that answer Actually, such update, a unique answer i went to the hayes bathroom that lisa powell does not like yeah and it's horrible Ooh. like i was in the well first of all you walk in there's like a huge like sharp curve just to like 
get in uh-huh. oh. and then you're in the stall and you're trying to get out and like you can't open the door without like straddling it like she said like you can't physically open it without so like you- maneuvering your body Wait. out of the way it's so bad oh so do you go to the bathrooms after they tell you to test them out um, i haven't no i just happened to be in haze like, i'm curious because <laughs> she was like it's horrible like i was pregnant and like oh. that would be awful yeah so i feel like i would but also i don't know where some of those bathrooms are and I feel like the most awkward thing in the world is, like, walking around looking for something when you don't know where it is. I'll just be, like, standing there, like, mm, there's a bathroom. You know, maybe. If it's late at night and no one's around, I'll, maybe I'll go try to find something. But you it know what night. I mean when you can't find something? Yeah. People, like, know you can't find something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they're just, like, looking at you. I'm like, stop. <laughs> okay, our next question is your favorite music yes um my favorite music i would say is reggae so because i'm jamaican so Mm -hmm. i grew up on that a lot so there will be times where i'm just like i just need to be in like the mood of like Uh listen to all i want to hear for one week is reggae music and then i go back and then um i love christian music but then i love sad music like Mm. i will be the most happiest person ever like (laughs) smiling and i can sing about my heart being broken like and like people look at me like are you okay like oh yeah i'm totally fine like this is great isn't this song great like i'm here for it what like what song like sad artists or like song do you oh i'm a big adele fan but the one song that i i don't even know why but when i was you know how when you listen to the music when you're little and then now you're older like what was i even singing a song (laughs) so Leona Lewis, Bleed in uh-huh. Love. Yeah. I was, like, singing that, like, so, like, much when I was little. And then now I hear the song. I'm like, why were you singing this? Like, yeah. you weren't even bleeding in love. Like, <laughs> stop. But that's, like, the always my go-to, like, R&B song is uh-huh. that one. That's okay. One. What about you, Laura? I like a lot of different music, but I like indie. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't have, like, a favorite. I like Lord or, like, Harry Styles, too. Mm-hmm. What kind of what's like what's indie music? Um, <laughs> like singer songwriter kind of. It's yeah, like, it's more like. Shit. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know it's so hard to describe. <laughs> We're just different. <laughs> We're like the other We're like hipsters. <laughs> We're environmental war. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it though. Mm. It's just it's not pop music. Uh, it's, it's kind of pop, a little poppy. Yeah, but like it's not. Have you listened to, like, Claro or, like, Rex Orange County? I've never heard of him. (laughs) Mitski. (laughs) I've heard of Lord, though. Yeah, Mitski. No. Mm. Wallows. I like them. Yeah, Wallows. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't know Indy at all. That was, like, R&B and stuff, so, like, it's not like I'm just into Indy. (laughs) That's fun. I like rock music sometimes, too. Yeah. That's fun. Or, like, I like... 60s or like 70s yeah like, like, like disco music. or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. i like some country songs mm-hmm. i like i was told i like pop country like the oh. country that comes on the radio because mm-hmm. that's not real country music i was told oh. yeah i don't know they were coming for me because i was like oh yeah i listen <laughs> to country was, music was coming i don't you. even know who it was like i don't remember like a resident no <laughs> No, it wasn't a resident. It was like, it was like you know when you do like, oh gosh, like I was just talking to a stranger, oh, and then oh. they were like, <laughs> <laughs> that's even like ruder. Yes, I love you. 
kind of, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, oh, what music do you like? And I was like, oh, like, I like this. And they're like, do you listen to country? I'm like, oh, yeah, I listened to this artist. I don't remember who it was that I said I listened to. And I saw them in concert. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, that's not country music. <laughs> that's pop country. That's not even country music. Oh. And I was like, oh, oh my well, gosh. I just listen to whatever comes on the radio. That's yeah. country. And they're like, oh, that's not a good genre or like one to listen to. I'm like, oh. Well, that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, this is awkward. I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> so now I'm like, I can't even tell people I listen to country music because I'm like, it's not real country music. <laughs> oh my now. Gosh, that's funny. I, I will not tell you that it's not real country music. <laughs> so you're safe in this. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, God. Not telling strangers my music taste anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people are so weird about music. Yes. Like, and like, they get so like uppity. What's the word? Or like contentious. Or not contentious, but. Pretentious? Pretentious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, we're in a different studio today, and, like, you can hear everything, and it's so weird. Like, I could just hear your chair moving <laughs> when you, like, it's, like, squeaked. Wow, These microphones are a lot more sensitive. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It's just interesting. It's fun. They're, like, really big, fluffy microphones. <laughs> the other ones aren't fluffy. <laughs> Oh, um, no. Our favorite question. Our next question. Okay. <laughs> is if you could start a cult on campus, what would it be? Oh my gosh. And the cult is like one follower. You listen to everything mm-hmm. they they say. And, and you get to be the leader. Oh, I don't. Oh my goodness. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a lot of pressure. What cult would I start? A lot of people give, like, wholesome answers. Yeah. And we're like, be oh. evil. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think a nice one. <laughs> I don't even know. The only thing I can think of is, like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> what's what's the one you were thinking of? Dance. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's not really a cult. You can make anything into a cult. You can make anything, yeah. But, like, <laughs> I don't feel like that's fun, you know? Like, oh, I want to join that cult. Like, I want it to be a cult where people are like, oh, I want to join that. And, like, like it's just dance, you know? That much fun. I want to join a dancing cult. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, <laughs> dance. <laughs> I'll jo- what I'll kind jo- of dance? Just any dance? Oh, I guess that's where it comes. What if it's like, you know how people make up dances mm-hmm. all the time? Every year there's new dances? Hmm. I wonder if it's, like, just something where, like, you have to just do my dance and that's it. <laughs> like, like every like every time at eleven o'clock a.m., I'm gonna send you a dance and you have to do this it. This is evil. I love it. We got her to be evil. And you get in trouble if you get caught they doing don't any do other dance. Yes. <laughs> what if they don't do it? What they happens? get kicked out. <laughs> I love that. How would you like get vulnerable people to join? Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> this is where my evilness is, is done. Um, I don't know how I would get vulnerable people to join. You have to recruit the TikTok dancers. <gasps> yeah. If you get one of them, you get all of them. Honestly, like, they'll yes. Just fall in line. Yes. Because you know Wordle, like mm-hmm. that's kind of that cool. could, that's a cult. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> and now everyone's gonna come after me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't see it as often anymore, though. I don't, honestly, I've never, so I'm not on social media a lot, mm-hmm. but, like, 
my coworkers they talk about it and so yeah. that's how I know that Wordle is a thing yeah. and that every morning they have They're to figure out yes <laughs> but yeah I don't know anything about it I haven't even oh. seen it on my like Facebook when I scroll like when I log on right. and I scroll I don't even see anything so I was like I guess my friends are not in it <laughs> yeah I don't really don't know how it works I'm I'm not in that cult <laughs> oh you never you never played it before no I'm never like played I'm not vulnerable letter. and I'm not gonna join oh <laughs> I guess you're vulnerable. I guess I <laughs> you have to, like, guess a six-letter word, and then it tells you, like, like yellow means it's in the word, but, like, the, the, the letter's in the word, but it's not where you put it, and green oh. means you got the, the letter, like, placement right. Interesting. So, it's fun. I don't play it that much, but... Oh, so you don't have, like, a streak or whatever? No. Oh. Well, I guess... So you're not too invested in the cold. No. Good. I play it, like... I haven't played it in, like, months. You're just trying to be like, yeah, I'm just not in the cult anymore. I was strong. I got out. Dabbled with it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, well, our big topic today, besides that Wordle is a cult, apparently, (laughs) is um, environmental racism. So we have a few definitions just to kind of help get a more concrete idea. So we're on the same page. Um, so environmental racism is a concept in the environmental justice movement which developed in the United States and abroad throughout the 1970s and 1980s. The term is used to describe environmental injustice that occurs. So in the context of the United States, environmental racism often emphasized the inequalities between urban and ex-urban areas after white flight. Um, internationally, environmental racism can refer to the effects of the global waste trade like the negative health impact of the export of electronic waste to China from developed countries, as well as the particular vulnerability of indigenous groups to environmental pollution. So that's kind of a lot. Um, <laughs> but so I guess when I read that, the first thing that I was intrigued about was like the global waste thing. Because mm-hmm. I like, have you guys seen those pictures of like those like huge yeah. landfills and like people like digging through stuff Mm -hmm, i think that's mm -hmm. what they that's what they mean so i kind of like looked it up and it says the global waste trade is the international trade of waste between countries for further treatment disposal or recycling so toxic or hazardous waste are often imported by developing countries from developed countries so we just like give them all of our stuff that we don't want and they like have to deal with it Mm -hmm. which then they like put it on their land and then they just like what do they do with it so that just stays there yeah so i didn't really realize that that could be a form of environmental racism right because I, I think it's like on the country though because mm-hmm. like why are you giving it to just these country why aren't you like taking care of your own ways yeah so it's like also like making an impact on them because then <clears throat> they're, sm- they're it's around them they're smelling it it's affecting their environment mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> definitely so because I also had this thing here that says, um, so the World Bank reports what a waste, this is a global review of waste, solid waste management, describes the amount of solid waste produced in a given country. Specifically, countries which produce more solid waste are more economically developed and more industrialized. So kind of what I just said, but mm-hmm. like developed countries are like giving their waste to developing countries. Especially, like, um, I said electronic waste in China. And I know, like, clothes a lot of times, mm-hmm. when they're not sold in thrift stores, they get, like, shipped off to other countries. Mm-hmm. Like, 
if you don't sell it at Goodwill, it gets shipped off. Mm-hmm. Real, for, yeah. like, to other countries to use it or just to, like, waste, um, dispose of it? I did not know that. I think sometimes to get used to, like, wear, but, like, mm. <clears throat> in some of those developing countries, like, they don't, like, change their clothes a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, or, like just because they don't. It doesn't Yeah, it doesn't yeah. fit within their culture. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it, like, goes into, like, landfills, but not our landfills other people's landfills landfills. yeah so we're just like kind of moving our problems onto other people Mm -hmm. which is and not good no (laughs) it's kind of sad it is really sad and probably like the argument for is like oh they can use this stuff but like how much Mm -hmm. are they gonna use of it Mm -hmm. and then eventually it's just gonna like pollute like their land and water yeah so that is something that i didn't really know about trading waste is really odd it is. And it's, like, that's why we need to use what we have mm-hmm. and stop buying, like, new things as much because then we're just going to keep contributing to that cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so I guess the other part of environmental racism, like, the more that I was familiar with is, so, like, the disproportionate, disproportionate I cannot talk today, burden <laughs> of environmental hazards placed on people of color. Mm-hmm. So... This oppression is often achieved systematically um, through policies and practices that effectively place low income and communities of color in close proximity to polluting facilities like power plants, plastics plants, and methane gas pipelines, or to infrastructure like major highways. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't think about the highways thing, but like technically, pollution is anything that moves us away from equilibrium so noise pollution is a thing yeah yeah so like mm-hmm. the highway is loud mm-hmm. so that's technically pollution right and have you like even if you ever see like videos or like movies and like people who live in new york city mm-hmm. and then their uh. apartment is right by the train and i'm like i could never no. i would like no. that's super loud like even being in a train station is like really loud but just imagine right. like you hear that every single day like yeah, morning like like, I wonder if they get like de, was it de like sensitized? Sensitized to that, mm-hmm. yeah. or I don't know. Because I, I know, yeah, you know those like not windmills, but those things that people hang up on their like houses and it makes mm-hmm. noise. Like wind chimes. Yeah, wind yeah. chimes. I went to my uncle's house and he had those. I'm like, these are so annoying. And then like two <laughs> weeks later, I didn't even know they were there. Yeah. So they could like after a while like don't don't realize like oh this is a thing they're used to it. Right. But yeah. I don't, but that's not good eventually because after a while that can hurt your hearing. Yeah. And then now you have to get hearing aids and because True. you ignored something that's like was really problematic because you mm-hmm. like iPhones now tell you the levels of noise that you have mm-hmm. and and if you are like my phone at least I want to put it on because my mom always like you are listening to too loud music and I'm like okay mom mm-hmm. so now I want to prove that no I'm not mm-hmm. and so um, so I have it and sometimes it tells me oh this week you listened to you were in like very loud environment and I was like oh shoot so what should I do about that but then I'm like I don't know <laughs> yeah I didn't know that yeah how do you yeah do that? it's in your it's in your health app oh so, mm-hmm. oh, so if you sense. go to the health app and then go it's like Karen. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I don't know if I don't know if I really live in a lot of environment. I I do live on a busy street though, and when I go home, I can't sleep because yeah, it's locus. too quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have like a noise canceling machine? No, like I just like need a fan at home. Mm-hmm. Like I have to have it. Like I guess I didn't last time I was home, and I was okay. But like it's just harder to sleep because there's no noise. Mm-hmm. 
but that's something interesting too yeah even like walking down Gaines, like it's loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Imagine Harrison New York or Brady. City, though, like, like yeah. yeah, that yeah. would be rough. Interesting. Yes. So basically, but the kind of the whole thing about in environmental racism is that people of color and marginalized people are always closer to these mm-hmm. risks and have to deal with them, and it's just kind of like pushed on them, like in their neighborhoods a lot of times, and it often leads to a lot of health issues. Um, so, like it says here, like, cancer, um, lung conditions, even, like, heart attacks. Um, also, severity of asthma, lower birth uh, weights, and then greater incidence of high blood pressure. Mm. So, that can be, like, if you're near, like, power plants, mm-hmm. like, the air's not, the quality of air is not yeah. going to be good, as good. And we're by the, the dog food Yeah. Factory. Yeah. I never thought about that until mm-hmm. you started talking about that. Yeah. And then people that... say they can smell it, though. You can't smell it. I've really? never smelled it. I don't know. <laughs> I've never smelled it, though. I've smelled it sometimes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not today. Yeah. And it's, like, and even the, like, the community that you live into, so there was, like, um, I had to write a, I don't remember the word, but, like, your community gets rated on how, like, healthy Mm -hmm. it is based off of, like, the access of things. So do people use more cars or do people walk? Do Mm -hmm. you have parks in your um, community or what do you have type Mm -hmm. of thing? And so lower communities, they lack, um, like, they lack grocery shops and, like, um, and they like parks and things mm-hmm. like that that would help with like someone who has like um heart attacks because they can walk more you know exercise more but if they're relying on their car to get to the grocery store that's like 30 minutes away mm-hmm. like that's not good for their health because now they have right. to drive everywhere and if they don't have a park where they can just like go and sit then again mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no it's like a whole big cycle mm-hmm. because like if you so if you have like a lower education just because of like systematic things Mm -hmm. and then so you have like a job where you like work outside for example so Mm -hmm. that's a lot of like hard work on your body and then you go home and live in an area that has a lot of like air pollution yeah and then you can't like afford health insurance so you don't go to the doctor Mm -hmm. and then when you do go to the doctor they discriminate against you because of like medical like racism like discrimination stuff yeah and then it's just like a whole big thing it just like compounds on each other like all those effects too and it just Mm -hmm. like it's not just like a simple thing oh they live closer to pollution it's like a whole big yeah like a systematic Mm -hmm. and it's really sad that that happens and i i think what we were talking about earlier i don't think a lot of people really think about that Mm -mm. i feel like well obviously like the minority live in like those situations so majority like don't really think it's like a problem no. until they like see it mm-hmm. i was watching a tv show it was probably like one like new amsterdam mm-hmm. or something like that and it was talking about how like they wanted to blame climate change for someone that was dying because it was affecting their lungs mm-hmm. but like you can't really blame climate change or like scientifically it's hard to blame climate mm-hmm. change but like it's now a thing where people are like talking about it and like you know i never really thought like how that can affect someone's health like mm-hmm. i know like climate change affects the weather and all these right. other things but like your health itself that was eye-opening and i know it's like a tv show mm-hmm. so you always have to take things with like a grain of salt yeah. when it's like there but it's like there's some like proof in it that climate change does affect your health i know it affects a lot of different things and it and it makes a lot of things worse Mm -hmm. so it's not all just like the weather impacts Mm -hmm. but also like 
with like asthma and stuff right like that's not necessarily like a climate change thing but it's just making it Mm -hmm. worse it's like the side effects yes (laughs) right that is one thing that is really hard and it's hard to some um other information i have on here um there was a study done in 2018 by the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, and it did find that people of color on average face a 28% higher health burden compared to the general population thanks to living in proximity to facilities emitting particulate um, pollution like soot. And then for black Americans, the findings were especially troubling, which it was a 54% greater health burden reported, which is insane. Mm -hmm. That's insane that it's that much higher. And it's kind of sad. It is. Like, they don't even, like, some of these people don't even know, like, this is an issue and they don't know how to solve it. And they're like, okay, well, I get it's my environment and where I live, but it's not like I can, like, move into a better community because I can't afford that. And it's back to what you were saying. It's just a whole cycle. Cycle, Yeah. Yeah. And, like, cultural things, too. Like, you want to live where Where people understand Mm -hmm. you and accept you. Yeah. So that's also an issue. And kind of part that plays into like air pollution stuff too is like nimbyism so like not in my backyard Mm -hmm. so a lot of times like people like want to like build things Mm -hmm. but they don't want to do it in their backyard yeah but the people who have like power to like lobby or like take time off Mm -hmm. their job to like go talk Mm -hmm. to politicians about it normally have like money and their ability to kind of not put it in their backyard yeah. to put it in somebody else's so that's kind of an issue too where that comes mm-hmm. in with like air pollution right and it's like so it like kind of what we said it just like keeps compounding on these people <laughs> and the health issues just keep coming mm-hmm. and i also had more examples of environmental racism and its impacts which some of these oh, like okay. surprised me so i think that is important to talk about. We can pull those up. Um, so living near landfills or toxic dump sites can disrupt physical health and mental <coughs> health. Um, right. Yeah, research found sociodemographic, perceived exposure, objective exposure, and food consumption variables are significant predictors of physical health and psychological well-being Mm -hmm. and i can see that too because if you're like only if you're living in a city where it's like a lot of like landfills or toxic dump Mm -hmm. site you you're like i don't want to go outside and then if you just stay in your house like right you come home from work and you just stay in your house Mm -hmm. like that's not a good environment either because you're like i'm always home i need to get out of here but then what if you can't afford gas to go somewhere like Mm -hmm. go to a nice restaurant or something Mm -hmm. i don't know (laughs) but your friends come over, like your family come over, they're like, why do you live here? Yeah, like, like gross. Yeah, because then they, stuff. Yeah, people adding on to like mm-hmm. that probably is not helpful. And I'm sure it's harder to care about the environment when the environment that you see is already like dirty mm-hmm. and doesn't look yep. like it can be saved. Yeah. Or maybe when you like drive through a nicer environment too, and you're kind of saying like, oh wow, I wish I could live here mm-hmm. too. That could like, you, it can go either one way. You could right. be like be like okay i need to get out of my town or you Uh can kind of be like wow like my town sucks (laughs) (laughs) i live here (laughs) yeah right huh that is and also another thing so number two on the list (laughs) areas with higher temperatures within cities are the same areas that were segregated decades ago 
that's that really interesting very interesting because there's a thing that's like urban heat island so with all like the concrete and like infrastructure and buildings mm-hmm. it's hotter in cities mm-hmm. so i'm guessing that there's even more of that in these areas that were segregated because right. mm-hmm. also like white flight like people moving out to yeah. suburbs and stuff like that so that is also a bad thing because like um yeah. like heat waves are very dangerous mm-hmm. like, we talked about this at, like in my human health and climate change <laughs> class but like people don't think that they're that dangerous because it like happens all the time but like they're act- very dangerous and people can easily um get sick and die from them because they don't like take them as seriously yeah especially in like communities of color and like poor people too when you don't have like reliable shelter i had my birthday party in a heat wave <gasps> yeah and i bought i bought them fans because oh. so, we just sit outside oh in, in a picnic gosh. yeah yeah so that was probably not nice of me <laughs> Actually, I, wait, sorry, no, no go ahead i was reading through this this like um urban what's it called heat wave yes. and it says that um los angeles hired the first forest officer to increase the amount of shade and undeserved underserved areas you're having to <laughs> underserved areas by planting more trees and that shade is an equity issue i never thought about that because mm-hmm. it's not much like when you look in like those tv shows again mm-hmm. like you when they show like california they show palm trees that's they're pretty tall, so they're not going to give you much shade. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly, now when I think about it growing up, like, <laughs> I don't really remember much trees. There's trees, yeah. but it wasn't, like, right. here where, you, like, literally you can go down a street in Iowa and, mm. or, like, in the city of Iowa, right. and then it has so much trees on there, so you know you can find shade. Like, there's always a tree right. in someone's, like, front yard, but, like, even in uh, growing up in California, like having a tree in your house is, was not common. Like yeah. we had a lemon tree mm. in our backyard, right. but that was about it. But our front yard didn't have anything. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. I can see that. <laughs> I can <laughs> see it. That's cool though that they're like acknowledging right. it and trying to yeah. work on that. Because it, it it does get really hot. Like, because I know like in. So I'm from like near Cedar Rapids, which is like a bigger city, and it's always like at least like three degrees warmer there than is where i live yeah Yeah. and just because there's more like infrastructure there which doesn't seem like a big deal but like some more like more rural compared to like new york city it can be like up to like 10 degrees hotter Mm -hmm. just like if we're already having like heat waves and increasing temperatures like that's just like a lot more Mm -hmm. and there's like Mm. more people and i know when i get like hot i'm like everyone get away from me I'm like, oh, this is great. Mm, I oh, love well, it. I bet you, yeah, you probably <laughs> like it, but that's why I had my party in a heat wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in California. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hmm. And it also says here that environmental racism is a leading cause of death in communities of color. Hmm. So I'm not sure exactly what is falling under that category. Right. I think it just means in general, like, Mm -hmm. kind of, like, the community that you live in, um, like, your air pollution. So, I had a question. So, you're from Cedar Rapids. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I went there, there was, like, really foggy. And it was, like, nighttime. Is that common? Um, there's some, it's, like, cereal and other, um, factories and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that are there. So, there's, like, a lot of, like, 
the fact that come out from there but it could have just been like fog anyway oh like, i thought it was because of the factories it, it could was, be like, from the 10 o'clock and we like everywhere we turned there was like a factory and it's like oh i wonder if it's not really fog and we're gonna die <laughs> i was being dramatic but still it was like really foggy and i was like oh this is like really kind of bad low-key and then yeah, we drove right. out of it it was like a bridge that we had to go oh. on yeah, yeah, we're gonna get some cookies. <laughs> I I don't know if it's particularly like more foggy in Cedar Rapids and other places, but yeah, there are like factories there that like emit a lot of. I don't know. It's I think it's mostly just like water vapor. Oh, but like okay, I never think they're water vapor. I just think oh I look know, at I'm them polluting the earth. I know. That's, that's the first thought in my head anytime <laughs> I see it. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting, though. But, yeah, I think that just goes off of just, like, if you have asthma um, mm-hmm. or if, like, where you're living in, like, if the street design is not meant for you to have, like, any type of exercise or anything. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it really affects your health. And so that's why a lot of times it's super important, like, when you go to your doctor, you explain to them. And they're like, well, you need to exercise. And you're like, okay, well, I can't yeah. just get a gym membership. Like, right. what else can I do? Yeah. Um, and then like, explain those things. And I think that's where it comes from, like, they don't have access to certain things so easily mm. that they can die easier. Whereas right. other people, they they can like go to the gym or they can go for a walk in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like I knew when my mom dropped me off to school, she would, like go walking in the um in our park, mm-hmm. and then she like go home. So it was like something that she could do conveniently. Right. Yeah. Whereas like other people, that's not something because they might not feel safe in their neighborhood mm-hmm. to like want to go walk. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and if it's hot outside, you can't exactly go outside either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you can have a heat stroke. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't go to the doctor, it's just so hot. Yeah. You just can't do anything. Free <laughs> yes. Oh, and this one I thought was particularly evil. Particularly yeah. evil. So it is cheaper for a corporation to pollute communities of color than white communities. So I never knew that me either but i think about it though as like when like countries or factories or companies um Mm -hmm. create factories outside of america Mm -hmm. that's how i kind of see it's cheaper for them to do that than to do it in america Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because it says that so research has shown that if you have a corporation who has violated environmental laws the corporation is going to be fined, but the fines tend to be lower in communities of color, hmm. especially black communities and poor communities. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. And it says corporations, they are not idiots. They can see this difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so lower fines lead to more pollution, which often decreases the land value of existing homes near a factory or landfill. So as a result, more industry moves into that area, creating a vicious cycle. Left with little opportunity for mobility and sparse political clout, which I was talking about, like, the lobbying and stuff, mm-hmm. the remaining residents are subjected to continually worsening, worsening living conditions. Mm. I think, I wonder, though, like, the reason why it's cheaper to have it in commu- low-income communities mm-hmm. is because of, like, what is a community value? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where the fines come from. So if you go into a high-income community that's, like, worth, I don't know, like, $500,000, mm-hmm. the fines could be higher and you're like, mm, never mind, because this mm-hmm. community is pretty high. So I wonder if that's all to, to the value of right. the community. Yeah, I wonder if, like, property value, like, plays a role mm-hmm. in that, yeah. too. Yeah, like, your taxes and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And just, like, the value of, like, your home in general. Right. Yeah. So. But I thought that was, like, very evil. <laughs> Cause, like, I agree. I know. It, it makes yeah. sense why you would, like, go somewhere where it's less fine, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and it's just so evil. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only if they, like, break the environmental, like, regulations. So, right. like, why would fine. you do that, though? Yeah. All you have to do is just not break yeah, it, and then you're good. <laughs> yeah, but... So you, so you know you're going to break right. it, and then you're going to go somewhere where you know, like, right. I can't get fined a lot. Yeah. But I guess, like, who's keeping track of if they're, like, breaking it or not? Like, probably, like, the like are, Like, are we rotten? Yeah. And there's just, like, um, well, there's different, like, um, rules at local and state national mm-hmm. level so like whoever's in charge of that mm-hmm. i wonder like who's actually holding them accountable are they yeah. actually like w- like keeping track or just kind of like a whatever maybe when I they could do like an audit or like a yeah yeah or su- survey or yeah when they go in and inspect when they do inspections or mm-hmm. something like that because mm-hmm. they have to do that like once i don't know how often <laughs> yeah, right true yeah i just thought that was really interesting because yeah. i didn't know that was even the thing i'm curious like how much different the fines are. I know. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think there was a... Um, so the person that was, like, talking about that, they were a professor at the Yale School of Environment, and then they're the author of Toxic Communities, Environmental Racism, Industrial Pollution, and Resident Mobility. So I bet mm. if you read the book, <laughs> you talk about <laughs> <Read the> book. <laughs> it. <laughs> like, we have time to read a book right now. <laughs> uh, I have so many books for so many classes. I, yeah. <laughs> It's a lot. Because we graduate in, like, uh, a month from tomorrow. Tomorrow oh, is a wow. month. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Oh, my goodness. It's becoming real. I know. It's exciting, but also I have so much stuff to do. I know. It's sad. And I, I remember people. my last five weeks. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Yes. <laughs> I went into, I remember I went into one of my professor's office, and I said, I need your help. I'm having senioritis, and, like, I can't get through this. Mm-hmm. And they, like, laughed at me in the set, through, Like, okay, let's, let's, let's see how we can push you to finish the last five weeks. And I was like, great, thanks. Because I just, I don't, like, how much can I, like, afford to keep this A was where I was I at. Know. Like, uh, no, I'm like, what can I do to, like, pat? Like, <laughs> like the bare minimum just to get through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Not everyone feels the same way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it. Okay, the yes. next one is also surprising. Well, not surprising. I've heard about this one before. I have not. Do you want to read it and talk about um, it? Many environmental conservation organizations have racist founders or namesakes. So, like, some of the most important or best known environmental conservation groups um, have racist histories, like John Muir? Mm, I think so. Muir? Um, he's the father of the National Park System and the founder of the nation's oldest conservation organization, the Sierra Club. He used offensive slurs and called indigenous people Hinkaira Anawak dirty. Um, and there's other people like John James Abudin and Henry Fairfield Osborne. I've even seen stuff about, like, Henry David Thoreau, who's, mm. like... Oh. Someone make like reading class. And yeah, like, he's like very like highly regarded, mm-hmm. and I I found that like a lot of people there's a lot of like people of color who have um, a lot to say about environmental like um, stuff in the past, mm-hmm. and they don't we don't talk about them obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you guys know. I have like a post you guys can talk about. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I said that those people su- um, supported eugenics, which. Was very racist. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I didn't see that part. Very, um, but right. it makes sense though because it's like when the when they were found in these like um, like groups like 
at that time, slavery was probably still a thing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, or racism, well, racism is always a thing, but Mm -hmm. like, it was like very prominent, like, separate, segregation was a thing. So it was like, oh, I don't like these people. And Mm. it's like, why? For me, it's always just like, why? (laughs) What did they ever do to you? Besides this is this. Yeah. Yeah, literally. But some of the, like, people of color who we should know about um, are Chico Mendez. He was like, um, he's like a Mexican, or Brazilian, sorry. Um, he worked for the protection of the Amazon rainforest and the fought for the workers' rights for Brazilian peasants. One of the environmentalists that we should know about is John Planet Walker Francis. And he was, he chose to reevaluate his resilience, a reliance, <laughs> on the fossil fuel industry after he saw the 1971 San Francisco Bay oil spill. And he gave up, I think, gave up all motorized trans- transportation for 22 years. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So he walked everywhere. Yeah. And then, yeah, he walked foot by foot across the U.S. and South America, speaking about his experience, listening to other people's stories. And he also took a vow of silence for 17 years. Wow. <laughs> so, I'm mind wait, blown. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so he was no, no talk, but I'll walk. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. That's like like what you want to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to action. Yeah, yeah. you wow. want to talk the talk and walk the walk. That's he's not talking. But he's not talking. <laughs> that's wow. so awesome. Good for him. Oh my goodness. So like he like. How did he get to South America? He by foot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, props to him. Yeah. yeah, good work, and it definitely made a difference. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Okay, I'm just hoping. <laughs> well, okay. we know about him now, so yeah. well, he's interesting, though. I feel like we, I, I always get like surprised when like people were concerned about the environment like 50 years ago, which I shouldn't be because it was a problem right. then too. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's interesting to, like, study people mm-hmm. who have done things I like know. that in the past. And I think we should do that more. Yeah. Because I, I feel know. like they have important things to say. Right. Yeah. But also, we uh, talking about public health. Um, a major, like, event and ongoing thing is the Flint water crisis. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, talk about that. So, the Flint water crisis um, originally happened not originally happened but it started out by the government their government Mm -hmm. in flint um wanted to save money on water so they changed their water um source from one from one source to the the flint river Mm. and to cut costs so when they did that they didn't even test the water to make sure like okay this is good um like are like this is a safe water for our residents to mm-hmm. have to like drink and all of that they just said nope we're just gonna take it from the river and then that was it and then the everyone in the community was like complaining well i don't i don't say everyone but people were complaining from the community about like the color of the water the mm-hmm. taste of it and all of that and they were just like nope the water's fine it's good like you're not like you're okay mm-hmm. and it just continually happened and then finally they kind of just like Yep, this is like this is actually an issue, mm-hmm. and like I had to write a paper. I don't even say a paper, but I did a discussion post about it mm-hmm. in my class, and it was like mind blowing because I knew about Flint water crisis growing up, but I didn't know the details of mm-hmm. it. And when I found out that 
they changed the water to save money. I was so upset. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Like, you couldn't even test the water before you change it. Like, you just changed right. the water and that was it. Like, I'm just going to change it to the river. Uh-huh. And honestly, now, living by the Mississippi River, I don't trust rivers anymore. <laughs> I don't. And then the learning that the Flint River was contaminated and, like, mm-hmm. made people sick. I'm like, I, don't, I just don't trust any river. If it has the word river on it. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. <laughs> it also said that at least 12 people have died from it. Yeah. From the wa- drinking the water. Drinking and the they water. have lead in it, and lead is not good for kids because the yeah. development, it changes their brain mm, and all of that. So no. you now you're saying, like, this could cause, like, long-lasting effects on kids now. Yeah. And we don't know. Well, I guess we do know what the outcome will be because mm. lead has been in so much, like, houses, has been in paint. Right. We have so much programs <laughs> to, like, protect it. And now, have you ever been nervous to, like, eat paint? Not eat paint. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, kids do eat paint, yes. though. So, but, like, you know, your pencils. And they're like, there's lead in oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're like, don't put it in your mouth. And I'm like, why is there lead in my pencil? That's kind of bad, don't you yeah, think? Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> Just imagine drinking that. <laughs> that, um, yeah. Yeah. So, it's it, really sad. And Flint is a... Is it a lower income area as yes, well? Okay. It mm-hmm. is. So it mainly affected people of color. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, and then they had it for a long, long time drinking bottled water. Right. Which yep. is the only clean water they had. Um, but then plastic. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But you can't not have water, but like if they had just tested the water. Yeah, and right. they tested the water and they said it was okay. But then when you have people then like and they didn't do anything about it. So for a whole year right. people were suffering through this. And then doctors were making like, Hey, like this is from the water. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was making the scene, but they're like, No, the water's fine and then finally they're like, Oh no, the water's not fine. Do you know like what them like what caused them to finally like Oh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely um I think it was just more of like people just kept on saying it and I think someone else like mm-hmm. I think what it was that when they were testing the water they were still ignoring it. Like mm-hmm. it's okay, it's fine. Okay. Like cuz you I think another thing that people were saying was the pipes were also playing an issue too cuz yeah. it's old pipes in old houses. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to speak for them, but I just feel like they could have did a better job. Oh, Or at least, I think, number one, the first thing you should have did was test the water before you trace the source. (laughs) Like, don't do it. And I think it goes back to um, the the one options where they were talking about how um, they rather go to lower income communities Mm because the fines are cheaper. It's kind of like you rather go to a cheaper option to cause more hazards. Okay. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a great idea. Like, let's do that. Right. Yes. And I wonder if the people that were, like, in charge of changing it even, like, lived in the affected Probably, probably not. Probably yeah. not. That's normally yeah. how it works. Yeah. yeah. So everyone who was a part of that has lost their job or they've, like, got sued or oh, everything or found, good. like, guilty. So. One person was, like, has, was on probation until, like, 2030 and, like, a huge fine yeah. for, like, lying about it. And yeah. Like they were covering it up. I'm like, just own up that, like, just own up to your mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay. It's all right. Like, right. you have to learn from your mistake. No one's perfect. Right. And I get it when you, like, you're probably, like, really nervous. I don't want to, like, die from this. Like, right. I get that, but... No, <laughs> like yeah. you made a mistake. Yeah. You're gonna just... and you're already not well respected because of that. But if you lie, that's gonna be worse. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what's the point of lying? Like the truth is just gonna make it even more worse when it comes out. Exactly. 
Exactly. Literally. So I, I, sorry, but I guess the whole time we've been talking about the, all the bad stuff, but we can also talk about what we can do about mm-hmm. it. Which, mm-hmm. like, I feel like with other environmental stuff, like, oh, reduce your carbon footprint and stuff, like, that will always help, too. But it's, it's like, obviously there's concrete things that like happen from it but it's also more of like have to change the way people think too yeah so that can be like harder and longer to like dismantle that system Mm -hmm. but i think the first thing that everyone should do is practice self-education so if you've never like heard of environmental racism before like even just listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. will help but just like learning about it because i i didn't really if i hadn't been like really interested in the environment stuff I probably would never known about this Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't like come to mind right away Mm -hmm. when you think about this stuff and then also like listen to more listen to marginalized people like with education and stuff like other people have good um, information too but Mm -hmm. I think it's like really important to learn like hear other people's stories Mm -hmm. and I feel like it just makes you understand better when like you know where they're coming from and like mm-hmm. want to help them more and also have an open mind too because yeah. a lot of times people are like well i did hear what they were saying but this and this and mm. like but you didn't really have an open mind to understand right. fully like what they're coming from and why they were mm-hmm. saying that mm-hmm. yeah i feel like so many people like want to be right and mm-hmm. if they're challenged on that it's really hard to acknowledge that you were wrong yeah, yeah. i don't know and I think, too, like, when we talk about this stuff, we kind of have to, like, throw, like, the money aspect out the door a little bit and mm-hmm. just talk about the issue. Because I think a lot of people get caught up in, like, okay, this costs a lot of money to do this and yeah. fix this and this. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about, like, the moral implications of it first. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about, like, the money part. And mm-hmm. even if it costs a lot of money, you don't have to start by changing exactly every single right. thing. Mm-hmm. It could just literally be like, okay, I'm going to start here because this is something that's affordable. We can make this first change. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, with like the Flint water crisis, maybe you could have like gotten them like, um, like the Delta, no, Brita filters, you know, <laughs> yeah. to clean the water. That's cheaper than like changing the water source, but even right. though that's more convenient too. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, we need to just think about the issue first instead of, like, coming in and be like, oh, my gosh, it's going to cost so much. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like people's uh, life and, like, quality of life is worth a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Money. Yeah. But some people agree on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But also, um, so elevate the voices of impacted communities. So kind of what we just touched on. But, um, like, leave space for like people who are like experts on it mm-hmm. and like people of color who really know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and like have experience in that because they give the best information on that stuff also and I remember when we had the episode we're like call, call the your government, government. <laughs> <laughs> hold your representatives accountable mm-hmm. yes so we so obviously vote mm-hmm. yes but also um like you basically hired them so you mm-hmm. they need to be doing things that are in the best interest of your community mm-hmm. so like calling them going or even not like i feel like 
you can do a lot of environmental stuff like locally mm-hmm. so like going right. to like city council meetings and stuff like that i feel like it's easier to like get in touch with those people yeah yeah they're so much more accessible yeah. and, like no one knows like who's on our city council and no one knows who mm-hmm. our city supervisor is like no one votes in those elections mm-hmm. like, that's what's going to impact us the most yeah it's really frustrating <laughs> go on and on about that yeah i bet though but but I, like honestly i don't even know <laughs> so that's well, like something. we had a huge flooding problem like yeah. right here in davenport yeah and like you're gonna hire people who are gonna solve that problem that's true mm. yeah do I you know who your local guy no i don't <laughs> who's, who's the mayor of no i don't even know who the mayor is oh my god i sometimes kind of feel like i'm temporarily here sometimes. yeah that's fair. like you know when you were like in college you're like should I pay attention to what's right. going on? Because yeah. I'm only going to be here for four years. Yeah. So sometimes I, but I think it does matter even if I'm temporarily here. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, I sh-. my friend was just talking about how she was like, I feel like I need to pay more attention to like um, everyone who we're voting for, like mm-hmm. find out who they are and stuff. Right. And I'm like, oh, I probably should do that. Like, right. Like the midterms. Like, yeah. Because right? yeah. I was talking about how it's so very important to vote and not only for just like the big elections, but like even the small ones. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know those things. Right. And, like every year is election year mm-hmm. we don't like no one people don't know that they yeah every four years i yeah. think if it's like it really impacts you like if you have kids then you'd want to yeah. vote for like the school, school board because you want to know who's involved and True. things like that mm-hmm. that is interesting we definitely need to do a better job with that. I know. <laughs> laura's been helping do that on campus yes. like making it more visible yeah. maybe you so. are don't worry <laughs> you're doing stuff yeah yeah <laughs> 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 Um, the last thing is using the power of boycott. Mm. So yeah, 22 years of not using motorized transportation, you know? Yeah, right. Mm. Is that boycotting? <laughs> but I don't know. I'm supposed to boycott right here. <laughs> Should do that. We're walking everywhere now. Yes. <laughs> In Davenport? I <laughs> know. Um, I was like, yes. I don't I know mean, if I can. I walked to Whitey's yesterday. It wasn't bad. You yeah. went to where? Whitey's. I've heard people walk to Whitey's. Yeah. I feel like I would not feel safe. Well, you can take the alley. Oh, okay. That, I don't oh. have to walk on Locust. You know, I'm going to tell my mom, yeah, I'm going to take the alley to go get ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to come back well. <laughs> well, oh. I would say that the sidewalks in Davenport are terrible. Like, yeah, there's the one on Locust is, like, mm-hmm. It's really small. Yeah. Yeah. And it floods so bad. <laughs> like, it was, like, downpouring today before I went to class, and I was walking to class, and it's literally a huge puddle. And I have to be, like, I stand as close to the grass as possible, because I know there's going to be some person that drive by and want to splash oh, no. me. But no oh. one has yet. No one has yet. You know what I learned? But I'm going to be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, back when, like, some of, like, the older professors were students here, mm-hmm. they said that Cosgrove um, parking lot used to get flooded. Yeah. And that's why they had to do the whole, like... yeah. It'd be like underwater. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. They, I don't know what they did to get rid of it. I don't know. I think like something like yeah. with the city and Ambrose were like we need oh, to do something about this. Yeah. Isn't it like, like a drain? Yeah. yeah. They, like you know, like there's a big like what's that called? crate gate. <laughs> I don't know. There's a hole in the ground. The manhole. I don't know. Metal over it. <laughs> like a big like ditch in front of like uh, the beehive. Yeah. yeah, that's where all the water goes down. That's how they like fix the problem. Oh, Father Bud was a big part of that, I guess. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, because that, that is a big issue. People's cars are just like drifting away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, goodness! Like traffic would like get stopped on Locust, and I, I don't know. I was like, oh, shoot. oh, that's bad. It was a few years ago. There was like flash flooding on Locust Street. Like oh. it was like underwater. 
<laughs> oh, like downtown? No. It, I oh, wait, like the locust is right here. It was Sorry. kind of like surprising. by Whiting's. It was like by Whiting's. Where did the water come from? Like some the, rain? The sky? <laughs> the sky. <laughs> she is correct. <laughs> the water comes from the sky. No. Mm-hmm. It actually comes from the ground. Bubbles up. I mean, that's there's groundwater. That's true. But that's kind of bad if it bubbles up. <laughs> we should be concerned there. Oh, oh but yeah. So the boycott thing. Mm-hmm. So um, you can look at like the environmental practices of corporations before you buy mm-hmm. from them. Um, so if they're like not good, you don't buy from them mm-hmm. as much. Like I know Amazon's like one yeah. that people boycott a lot. Yeah. Um, that's so hard. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I want to. Sometimes I'm like, I probably shouldn't shop there anymore, but it's so convenient. I know. It is. I know. It's, it is. it's bad. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, when people tell me they don't shop at, okay, I don't eat at McDonald's anymore, but that's only because, like, I just feel like, in my science class, my teacher, when I was in, like, in high school, I think, she kept all of the like mcdonald's and then like twinkies so we can see how long like how they look after a certain while yeah and i i was like i'm not eating here anymore Mm. like what did it look like it looked like it was still like you could get it from the like store like preservatives yeah make it how long did she keep it i think it was like five years (gasps) so now if she still does this if she's still there it's like I don't know how long I've been out of school. <laughs> I don't know how long, but it's like, like 10 years now. Well, more than 10, probably like longer. I've been out of college for five years. So this was probably like post-college, pre-college. Yeah, it was McDonald's and it's Twinkie. And I was like, oh, oh I love Twinkies. I eat like two of them. And then she showed us a Twinkie and I was like, oh. never mind. Yeah, I was like, oh, but I still kind of, I have a guilty pleasure. And I still yeah. eat, I, I eat Twinkies. I love them. I know they're horrible. They're not good for you. But like, I, just- I Oh, I know. No, no, not like it's like it's bad for you. Just like the thought of eating a Twinkie is just like so cringe. Like for co- you, for me, like oh. personally, like, or like a cosmic brownie, or like like a little donut. Is it like oh, a, t- no. a childhood trauma thing? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's like anything that looks like a Twinkie or like something like that. Oh, weird. I just did pick. Oh, like even those strawberry cakes, the swirls. I don't not eat. No, absolutely not. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, well, thank you for being yeah, on here today. This was so was much yes. fun. I feel like we, I think I learned a lot. I Just did, like researching yeah. stuff. And, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, just oh. a disclaimer. Oh, yeah. So we're in a different little studio today. So we don't have the paper. <laughs> but Basically, we're just going to get the gist of it. St. Ambrose and KLA do not reflect the same views necessarily that we speak about. Yes. That's basically the gist of it. Yeah. So everyone knows. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> right. But do you want to say the ending with us? Our yeah. Slogan? Do you know it? Yeah, I Emma, think so. Emma know it? My parents <laughs> called me out for it. They're like, you said it wrong. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. okay, ready? Can you count a stone? Three, two, one. Go, go green and go bees. bees. Bye. Bye.